aware, Fox and his friends are not doctors or experts. Do not take these opinions as the gospel. Although they are highly intelligent, sexy, and influential, please think for yourself. I want to thank the girls over at Socially Toxic Podcast for that little disclaimer. Thank you. The military-industrial complex doesn't care about us. We need to stop sending our children to war and dying for the bankers and elites. The medical-industrial complex does not care about us. They need us sick and weak so we can be patients for life. Stop taking their poison. The education system is merely an indoctrination program designed to supply the elites with obedient workers and turn over as much profit as possible at our expense. Let's turn off the television, put down the phone. Let's take our country back. Thanks for being one of us. You are listening to the Conspiracy Soldiers Podcast. What were you going to say? Um... I was just saying, I don't really remember exactly who you are because I've been interacting with so many people, you know what I'm saying? So, But I'm just going to record it, and if I use it, I use it, you know what I mean? No, for sure. Uh, I, I get what you mean in terms of like dealing with a bunch of people, especially through Reddit. Right. Uh, this conversation is uh, the gen- – not gender. It's uh, masculinity versus femininity, uh, what they are to you. And uh, I believe you reached out as a – Straight white hyper masculine male or toxically masculine male. Yeah. Yeah. Use. Yeah. No problem. That's a that's perfect. I think we're gonna have a good conversation. We should be pretty much right in line. Okay. And uh, let's just see what it's about. So I'm gonna hit the record button. It's gonna give us a countdown of three, two, one, and then after that, we're gonna be you know the recording is gonna go ahead and start. All right. Cool. All right. Let's go. Three, two, one. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Civil Rhetoric. Uh, today we have Joe with us here, uh, or actually we'll go by Fox, which is what he has listed. Uh, what we're going to be discussing today is a topic that could be an uncomfortable conversation for some. We're going to be discussing what masculinity is and what femininity is. Now, this is going to be our own individual opinions. This has nothing to do with how the world sees it because the world's a little topsy-turvy today. We'll go ahead and get it started. Uh, Joe, introduce yourself. Tell us, Tell everybody where you're coming from plug your show and then tell me what you think masculinity is all right uh so my name's fox uh i got a show called conspiracy soldiers i got a i got a co-host also kind of comes comes around and goes sometimes his name's julio we just talk about conspiracies and government overreach uh fake news and stuff like that um been doing it a couple years now Nice, nice. And uh, government overreach, especially here in the States, has been a major problem. Uh, I know for myself personally, I live in a blue state. I'm in California. So when it comes to in terms of government overreach, let's just say wherever you're at, it's going to be a little bit more severe here because people like to relinquish and give up their rights for whatever reason, for uh, yeah. presumed safety, as they like to say. Are you in a big city then? or? Oh, yeah. I, I, even, I even have no issue with disclosing. Uh, I'm in the San Fernando Valley, which is about 10, 15 minutes outside of Los Angeles. Uh, the good thing is I am in a small city uh, within the big city uh, because a lot of people here tend to have, uh, I would say, right-leaning ways of looking at the world. And that's pretty much in line with mine and my wife's uh, point of view of things. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say we're conservative by you know, traditional standards. But when it comes to, like, policies and the effects, we're definitely more conservative slash liberal, excuse me, slash um, liberal leaning, I guess, when it comes to, like, policies on, you know, interfering in anyone else's life. I I figure leave me the hell alone as long as I follow the rules and the law. Right. That's kind of how I am. It's like, uh, you know, the... I'm not really, I don't really get into politics at all because I think a lot of, most of them are all crooked if they make it up there, you know what I'm saying? But Oh, for sure. Like the libertarian standpoint, like keep your nose out of my business and your hands out of my pockets, that's the way I look at it, you know? Yeah, I think that's more in line with what the American forefathers kind of saw, you know, for this country. They saw it as something that was supposed to be an opportunity at freedom. And this is the only place in the world, or actually the first place in the world, and now the only place in the world while in certain pockets that still allows for people to have that kind of right to have freedom. 
And that's why I respect everyone's right. So if someone has a right to say, I feel like I'm this, that's fine. It just doesn't mean that I have to go ahead and agree with your definition. Right. So, but it's their right to say it is how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot more people that think like us than, than you realize, you know, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying like the news tries to kind of twist it and make it look a certain way, which, and social media also, I really don't think it's like that. I'm not falling for that. Because if you go out and just talk to people, you realize that it's not as crazy as it, as it looks on the news and social media. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, I agree. I think people are people. It's just people get emotional, especially when it comes to, like, a topic that's, quote, unquote, a hot-button topic. You run into someone who's like, well, you know, I, I think the world should be this way. It's like, well, I disagree. It's like, well, now you're evil or you're racist or you're sexist or you're some kind of ist or ism. And when it comes to that, that's the only time that I get to the point where I was like, I'm not trying to tread on you. I don't feel that you need to go ahead and try to tread on me, you know? Right, right. Oh, so but, uh, we'll go ahead and jump uh, straight into the topic. Uh, what would you, Fox, consider to be a masculine person? I'm not even using male or female or anything in between, apparently, now. I'm going straight to just the words in itself and what it represents to you. Uh masculine i guess it just means that you stand up for what what basically to stand up for your family i think that's what it's about you can you can look at the animal kingdom or or like go back into it you know the old days where the man would go out and hunt and and uh you know supply his family with food and the mother would stay home and take care of the of the you know the babies or the the young ones and stuff, or sometimes sometimes they would do it like a, as a village type of deal, you know. And uh, maybe one of the elders would take care of the children, and the and the women would go gathering and stuff. But I mean, to me, it's it's the man's job or the father's job to take care of his family. I would agree with that. Uh, and the funny thing is. I could see why you would say that you're quote unquote toxically masculine because saying that in today's world, especially if you say it on social media or if you say that to a news reporter, you're more than likely going to get labeled that way because they're going to say, well, the world's evolved and time has changed. Uh, for me, I'm a hundred percent believer that if you're a man, if you're masculine, you need to be the leader and you need to take care of your family because I, I don't really care about where or what people say or where the world goes. If there's ever a bump in the night, I hear something outside, I'm not going to be sending my wife out there. To see <laughs> right. That is. That's 100% yeah. my responsibility to go deal with that. So I agree with that. Now, when it comes to femininity, how would you describe femininity? Um, basically to take care of, the, of, of their children. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of that's kind of being broad because, I mean, not everybody has children, but, I mean... I think that's that's uh, one of the main traits that a a feminine woman has. I mean, I know you're just saying masculine and feminine, but we both know what that means. I mean, it's you know what I mean. It's a trait of a woman to take care of of you know, and they like they love babies and they love puppies, and it's just their they. <laughs> They just have that trait that they want to just take care of, of, you know, little creatures and stuff, you know. So, I mean, that, that'd be the first thing. There's a lot of things, I guess. But, uh, like I said, I didn't really remember exactly what this show was about. So, I have, I'm not even prepared, you know. I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing it here and going with you, your questions, you know. No, I get you. And the reason why I actually don't like people to prepare for a conversation or a topic like this is because if you come in prepared it kind of um it limits the actual truth that people tell oh yeah try to find ways to clean it up and make it more socially palatable and things of that nature yeah i'm a for me the reason why i call these uncomfortable conversations is because it's something that's not openly discussed outside and when it is discussed it's kind of packaged in a way to make everyone feel great and not hurt anybody's feelings. The way I look at it, I, I just, I accept 
everyone else's opinion on life and how they look at it and how they live it. I don't necessarily have to agree with everyone's opinion on life with how they live it and how they look at it, but I accept the fact that it's their right and it's their freedom to form and kind of create the person that they've became. So like you being unprepared is kind of perfect because it gets <laughs> to like the kind of the core of things. Now, yeah. when it comes to femininity, I kind of see it as uh, I agree with you in terms of like the caring and the nurturing. That's just something that I think is kind of hand in hand. I do think that femininity as well as masculinity exists within both uh, both genders, both sexes. I think a man is masculine, or at least a man should be masculine. He should be raised that way. Uh, there is like a, a recent drop in testosterone, or actually there's been a steady decline in testosterone since I want to say it was the 70s or 80s. And I do think that that is by design with the American diet, uh, the fact that we don't actually go outside and do stuff or do much anymore, save for a very uh actually you know being in california i think that's an ignorant statement and other places people actually go out they work oil fields they work pipelines so yeah. they do still have that that involvement you know with you know being a part of the infrastructure and, and a part of the world and i do think that that aids in adding to masculinity but i do think that the lifestyle that we have now which is for the most part we sit down we click you know we sit down we scroll we don't really get yeah. out there finding someone that you know is actually active and exercises is rare and even someone that is willing to take care of their child you know whether it be male or female because people need to work so then they have their kids in daycare and they're having someone else's you know life and ideas kind of imprinted into their children especially when they send them to school nowadays but you know yeah. that's a that's definitely another topic i i think we would kind of go click hand in hand when it comes to your show and, and looking at the world in that oh, way, especially yeah. in terms of conspiracy theories. I mean, I'm in Ohio, by the way. Um, oh, okay. Real close to the Michigan border, but I've been to I've been to California. I mean, I was born out there because my dad was in the military. I was also in the military, but I was born out there in Long Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very familiar with the area. By the way, thank you for your as well as your father's service. It is the entire reason why we have these rights and we continue to maintain them for the time being. It's because of people like you that go out and decide to fight for this country. Oh, yeah. So I do no want to say I appreciate your service. No problem, man. I like your hat, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's funny. I got this hat in a couple different colors. And, like, at all the shows I do, I'm wearing one of these hats. So like it'll be on. <laughs> like, I got it'll be on. I got one just almost just like that, except it's like OD green. You got the green one. I have a this one. I have a gray one. I do have a green one as well. What so, brand like, is it? I got mine. I think I got mine from Freedom Fatigues. Uh, this one's a Flex Fit. And okay. What I did was I my wife actually sewed the patch on. Oh, all and right. Then I, and then I just ordered the uh, the flag patch itself to put on. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm 100% about that. Like, I have a, a couple a couple of operator hats, uh, although I personally have never served. You know, it's just something that never crossed my line. Uh, my grandfather actually fought in the Korean War. Um, I do have, you know, his old combat knife. So, like, I, I do have an affinity for the military. It's just that I'm an only child. My mom was like, no, that's not happening because <laughs> my father had passed when I was young. So they were like, okay, you, you don't do that. You don't need to go to the desert. So they were just yeah. like, that's not going down. Yeah, I get it, man. It's all good. Yeah, so in regards to, I guess, where do you think that you formed your opinion on masculinity? Like, where did that come from? Uh, how the way I was raised. I spent, uh, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, like a lot of people do, and my, mostly my grandfathers, both of them, and, uh, they were both just not exactly the same, but they were both hard asses in different ways. And I mean, when you spend, <clears throat> I mean, it's pretty obvious if you spend a lot of time with your grandparents, you're going to be more conservative or old fashioned. You, you know what I mean? But my dad was like that too. So, you know, it, it, I guess it's just the way I was raised. So, you know, yeah. the funny thing is I would say the same for me, uh, I'm born and raised in California. However, my family in Arkansas, uh, which was a little little town called Camden, which is, of course, still there. Uh, I used to go there during the summers and help out on the farm. So I had that. And, and it's funny because although my father had passed early, I didn't have an opportunity to have too many, you know, great male role models. 
because my great my great grandfather who was there he was like literally taken in almost to the slaughterhouse so i grew up around like my great my great grandma my grandmother and my mother and then coming and then out here in california i did have my grandparents as well so i think that's a reason why i kind of have it's funny because like and i'll just be transparent being black in california and actually just being black in america is almost like you're going to be democrat especially if you're female and then having that kind of household that democratic mindset it didn't allow for me to see positive male role models very often my grandfather though he was the first black man to work at kaiser here in panorama city he was the first black man to work at csun at, which is cal state university northridge out here and he worked two jobs. I remember seeing him come home because we moved in with my grandparents after my father passed, or they technically moved in with us. And seeing him basically come home at 4 or 5 a.m., grandma would wake up, make him food, he'd eat, and then he'd sleep for 20, 20 to 30 minutes and then get ready to go to his second job. Yeah, so damn. from that, I learned the grind, but it's an old school mindset. Like my grandfather literally said, I want to say, maybe 120 to 200 words to me my entire life because he was just a quiet guy more than <laughs> most of the time it was just damn damn tired so yeah. right <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think a lot of people kind of miss that nowadays uh, especially with you know you mentioned social media earlier uh social media is raising a lot of people nowadays oh uh, yeah man i know my youngest is uh well she's about to be 18 now but she's um oh man she thinks, I, I, I don't. I think she doesn't think that I'm. Uh, she's kind of a little bit of a lefty, you know what I mean. She thinks I'm not sensitive enough, or, I mean, she'll probably grow out of it. You know, she's at that age where, you know, I don't know. I've got. She'll be my. I got five kids all together, and and she's my youngest. So, oh, nice. but when they're at that age. It's always something, you know what I'm saying? Like they, you know, they find something they don't like or they, you know, just cranky hormones, whatever you want to call it. But um, Yeah, I, I would agree. I but, would agree. But she's uh, farthest one to the left in my out of, out of all my kids, and I think they do get it from like, uh, you know, now it's TikTok, but it used to be YouTube and got all these influencers and i mean they're literally called influencers so i mean that's what they're doing they're influencing these young people to think a certain way or or be you know and they got to understand that if if just because someone else has an opinion that doesn't automatically become your opinion you got to figure it out for yourself you know i agree wholeheartedly uh i actually recently uh, as i mentioned the reason why i'm awake this early is before I used to wake up at 4 a.m., you know, work out, get in the sauna, jog, do all that junk. Now I'm just awake because I have a three-month-old. So <laughs> it's, it's like no sleep, and he's a, yeah. he's our first. But, no, yeah. I uh, I can definitely see how that happened. Um, I know for myself, I went to a high school out here called Grover Cleveland, which is a, a humanities magnet. And now looking back at the time, I thought that learning about the humanities and accepting oh i want because i do accept everyone but like the way it was kind of framed was if you don't accept this and you don't you know incorporate this into your life you're the bad guy you're the this and i kind of see that that's the message that social media is playing because no one's actually being active and changing anything you know for for as hot as a topic as it is you have an organization like black lives matter and black lives matter is obviously just a money grab because there was no actual change implemented. The only thing that was done is it kind of just tarnished the reputation of hardworking black people out here in America. And what that does is it had all these companies like Nike and, and well, Reebok isn't that big anymore, but Target, Walmart, and they're putting up these little black flags to show that they're in solidarity when these same companies have child labor in other countries, when these same companies pay their employees a non-living wage. But everyone's like, oh, yes, they're supporting the cause and they're for it. It's like, no, they're just finding another way to manipulate us. Corporations just want to go ahead and extract all the resources from us that they can, which is why this recent flu or pandemic caused for all the rich people to gather much more money and a lot of the middle class to be evaporated and erased. 
So I, I do think that that social media is is a tool, you know, and like you mentioned, they use a term like influencer. And I think what it does is it's influencing like a kind of a swap in mentalities between the two genders. Like you have men who were masculine, men who are masculine, who kind of get vilified. And then you have the men who are not masculine, who are then kind of propped up and said, like, this is the way you should be. Go out there and do this and do that versus actually being active and doing something within your community as a whole. Yeah, that's true. And um, I think that's all by design, too. Like like you were talking about how that the school that you went to, the way they were kind of pushing that. But uh, I think it was like back in the 50s and 60s, there was a intelligence operation where they uh, they moved in on the uh, the student councils and they started pushing like a certain type of agenda. And I mean, they they're doing that so much today on like like you me and you met up on Reddit. So you you see how some of these uh, subreddits are where it's like somewhere around 60 percent bots and intelligence agents you know what i mean so that that's been going on for a long time so they were doing that at colleges you know back in person before they had the ability to do it online but it it also i forget the name of the program now i got so many you know i'm into conspiracies and stuff so i got so many operations and uh stuff like that that i that get them all mixed up anymore unless i got it written down in front of me i want to say operation northwoods but i'm not positive I'll actually end up double checking that to myself because <laughs> I do know that there was massive infiltration done. And before they had a tool like social media, it was something that the government was able to implement through just basically putting in, you know, real bots like humans that were there with yeah. an agenda behind what they were pushing. And, and uh, you know, I do think that it has to do with that masculine feminine thing, because if you remove masculinity and you remove actually if you remove strong men from society it makes it easier to kind of steer on the in the direction that you want it to go and 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 now when you look at like things like ai and and, and things of that nature like it's getting not necessarily scary but it's getting troublesome because we're just letting these things we're allowing these things to happen and we're allowing our government to do this to us save for a few you know and I, i use the term patriot because that's kind of how I look at it. You have a few patriots who try to maintain that traditional way of life and those traditional values so that they do have the opportunity to implement their own mindset on their children, you know, whether it be for good or bad. But it's better than just having this kind of nebulous, I think the world works one way and it can't work any other way, you know, school of thought that's out there right now where literally if you have a kid in school, literally if you have a, a... anyone out there online if you say something that's counter to the popular narrative or the popular point whether or not the populace agrees with it you get shouted down i mean you get canceled as they like to say like masculinity for a man gets you canceled but masculinity now exemplified in a woman gets her propped up and called a girl boss and things of that nature yeah and it I mean, you can look back through history all the way back to the Roman era, or Roman era, or even before that. Anybody that did anything good was going against the flock, not following with following with the rest of the sheep. So, I mean, if you if it's been like that throughout all of history, why would it be? How do people not understand that? You know, you gotta, you just gotta think for yourself. You can't just follow along with with this narrative that they're pushing but i mean it, it's hard to get people to if somebody's already set in their ways it's hard to get them to change and they would probably be saying the same thing about us you know what i mean i would agree and i mean that's the benefit of being in america is that it's a hundred percent their right to be able to say that it's their right to be able to feel that and believe that it's just when the when the narrative is pushed so hard that it doesn't allow for a differing opinion, it, it reminds me too much of watching how things formed after World War One and became World War Two, where you had a country who literally was like so downtrodden and beaten and they got blamed for everything. So what they ended up doing was saying, well, we'll, we'll create this nationalist movement and we'll push it, we'll push it, we'll push it. 
And then by the time it gets too big, no one can shout it down. So you have something like, you know, Nazi Germany that occurs. And here, it's kind of the same thing, although it's a different, you know, end result. Like, hopefully no one's going to be using any gas chambers. But you do have it to where publicly people are being shouted down. They won't be able to find work later in life. And then they can't support themselves or their family. So we're kind of, in essence, putting them to death now. It's just through social ostracization for just their own personal opinion, you know, and that is the part that, to me, that's really scary. Yeah, when you talk about people getting canceled, and I was going to say something earlier when you said um, being black, it's like you automatically have to be a Democrat. That reminded me of, um, it's not so much, it's kind of turning around lately. Like um, yesterday I was watching, I was in the garage drinking beer, and I uh I usually listen to YouTube out there. And so some of the stuff that I watch on YouTube, certain things will just pop up. And uh, the Ice Cube interview with Tucker Carlson popped up. And I'm like, wait, what's this? It's like 33 minutes or something. I'm like, yeah, I probably got time to watch this real quick. So I was listening to that. It just kind of reminded me of that when you said that. Because, you know, he's trying to be canceled or they're trying to cancel him. You know, they're not involved with him in any of the... They still put him in movies and stuff, but, like, as he was saying, like, he doesn't get invited to the after parties. He doesn't He doesn't get invited to none of the, you know, stuff that all his co-workers are doing. And, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to use, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, it's like a social tool to try to in- encourage him to, you know, go with their agenda, but I'm glad he's not doing that. Agreed. And and the funny thing is he was celebrated for that in the nineties. Right. When they were screaming, fuck the police. Like when he was saying that and going against, you know, being a part of counterculture and, and doing X, Y, and Z celebrated propped mm. up. That's how he developed most of his wealth. And now that he continues that trend, he's not, he hasn't changed himself. He's just basically telling you, I was a person who bucked the system then. I'm a person who bucks the system now. It's just now the crowd, the group is agreeing with the system. And yeah, that right. is freaking terrifying. Yeah, it's it's not good. I'm glad you said fuck the police because I wasn't sure if I was allowed to cuss or not. I, cu- I don't know if you <laughs> listen to my show, but I was being really careful. Like, I know I'm going to slip up here and cuss. <laughs> Dude, yeah. language is language. That's your I First know. Amendment right. Yeah, brother. but you can curse all you feel. I did a swap cast with another guy, and I, I cussed so much he couldn't even. He basically just didn't air it because none of his shows have any cussing. You know what I mean? But it's cool, man. I was just making sure, and now, now we know what we know. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm a person who's uh like I'm pretty loose with my language. I don't necessarily curse all the time. Because I actually, I've been trying to work on it because I'm trying not to curse in front of my son. Right, Because right. I want him to be able to, I want him to develop that on his own. I don't want him to be <laughs> his first word. I don't want his first word to be daddy or papa and then his second word to be fuck. Right, know? right. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, try to, I try to limit it around him for that, but my wife is the same way. She's, she, we both talk like sailors, so <laughs> we got to work on it. Yeah. It's funny because, uh, did you watch that Ice Cube interview yet? Yes. Yes, I have. So he at uh, Tucker Carlson asked him like he was asking about that song "Fuck the Police" and he's like, "Well, how do you feel now?" And he's like, "Pretty much the same." <laughs> I yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a person that I, I like. Someone who's true to themselves. Like you had yeah. mentioned before, how people are like most of Reddit are their bots or just like basically insurgents. Or I wouldn't use the term insurgents. I'll say they're government agents. Um, yeah. The funny thing is when I look at social media, especially like if you look at videos on YouTube, it's difficult at times to figure out what's an actual video of something happening versus someone creating a reenactment for views, you know, and like that is the scary part for me are people playing a character versus who they actually are out in the world. And yeah. to me, that's troublesome because. Kids now, they see television, they see a screen, and they associate that with reality. And when you have someone pretending to be, you know, so far left 
that they can't understand the middle or anyone on the right, then you have a kid who sees that, especially a younger child, like 12, I want to say like 9 to 18, you're going to have those kids come out and they're going to think that that's gospel and they're going to act like it's true. Um, right. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, there's a, a guy from the Manosphere, his name is Sneeko. Are you familiar with him at all? He's from where? Uh, the Manosphere, like basically the red pill community of, you know, traditional trad con, traditional uh, conservative men and things of that nature. No. I mean, what platform is he? I've never heard of him. Uh, he's on Rumble now. Uh, he's not most, he's most likely not going to be a guy uh, that you're interested in. Uh, for myself, I came across him because I used to listen to a guy, Kevin Samuels. But I came across this guy, Sneeko, and, and him and Andrew Tate kind of run hand in hand. I'm pretty sure you've heard of Andrew Tate, correct? Yeah, I got, I'm got. i not 100% on him because of the way he came, the way he got where he got. You know, if you want to talk about masculinity and all that, I mean, he could maybe he regrets it, but he was like uh, basically like running a, you know, the, what, are, what are these websites where the girls try to seduce men for money? Yeah, the... Uh, webcam. Webcam girls. Webcaming only yeah. fans. Yeah, he was doing that. And he was basically pimping on there. Yeah, and he was a I, pimp. Yeah, I don't agree with either of those two. Like, I'll be completely clear. Like, I don't mess with them at all. Uh, some of the content that I watch crosses over and, like, discusses or makes fun of or kind of dissects them and how they how they act. Basically, these are two people who play a role. Exactly. And, they had, and that guy, uh, Sneeko, he was at an airport, and these, like, 9- and 12-year-olds run up to him, and they're like, yeah, 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 fuck the women, fuck the women. I'm like, and he's like, no, 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 not that, guys, not that. We love everybody. They're like, okay, but, but fuck the transgenders, fuck the gays. And I'm <sighs> like, these kids don't know half of what they're saying. Yeah, and it's man, like, that's, that's, that's a shame. I agree. And it's like, what they're doing is... You have the left, you have the right, and then online you have, like, the far left, and then you have the far right. And then what they're doing is they're taking these kids and they're putting them in spaces that's going to be dangerous for them. These are kids that are impressionable, their minds are open, and then they're going to be put in a space to where they become dangerous. And the people on the left are doing the exact same thing. So you create these two tribes of, I'm on this side and you're on this side, and we can't agree. We can't have a discussion. We have right. to argue. We have to fuss. We have to fight. And, I mean, it's insane to me. Uh, actually, where I live in Tahunga, there was uh, the – they had counter-protesters on either side. Like, one side had the pro-Trump protesters. This was during 2020. And the other side had the, uh, you know, the anti-Trump protesters. And the scary thing is the people in the community, because it's small, they pretty much know each other. We see each other at the grocery store. We see each other at the <laughs> local bars. But you had people coming in from outside of the city that were coming in and just starting fights, getting arrested, throwing shit at people. And that evaporated any chance at conversation. Yeah. You had people coming in who were plants, causing ruckus, causing trouble. And this, I remember when it happened and everything had shut down. My wife and I were at home, and this is maybe seven, eight blocks from us. You know, the good thing is we're kind of off in the mountain, and I'm just like, man. I am literally at work right now, sitting down typing because we were working from home with a gun on my <laughs> lap. I'm like, why? This is America. I should not be doing this shit. Right. I don't live in the hood anymore. <laughs> you know, this yeah. isn't right. I think I think one side is like being funded to do that. I'm I don't want to like pick sides, but I mean George Soros is paying for, like, uh, Antifa and BLM to come in from out of town to these events. Yep. But you got you got people like the Proud Boys and the, the Oath Keepers and, you know, whatever some of the other ones are. I'm not so sure they're being funded, but it's just people that are like, all right, I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. Let's go to California and... But, I mean, most people don't have time to be traveling around doing that shit because we're working. You know what I mean? I don't right. think I don't think some of these Soros-funded people are working. I think they – I hate to say it, but a lot of them don't work. So they're young enough that they're still living with their parents or whatever, you know. And uh, 
that's what I see going on. I could be wrong about it's not going to be 100% of them, you know, but a lot of them I think are doing that. I'd agree. I mean, there were posts. Uh, I want to say this was 2020, and I have screenshots of them because I was shocked. There were screenshots on Craigslist and, and like job sites where they were looking for protesters. Oh, yeah, and, I do remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. And these people were getting paid like 25, 30 bucks an hour. And it's like, yeah, they're going to listen to you, especially <laughs> if they're kids. Because yeah. kids have never gotten paid that much. Kids right. don't know that what, what to do with that money. Oh, you need to go to California and you, you live in some small town? Oh, of course I'll go to California. Of course huh. I'll do what you say to do. And then kids are you know, more likely and more prone to, to have those bursts and those fits of violence because they don't understand the repercussions of it. Or at least a lot of kids don't have an opportunity to understand the repercussions of violence. And that- you know, so they go out there and commit it. Now, that's the other thing, man. When I like when I first got out of the army, I started working in the union in uh, like '95, and people would fight at work all the time. If you talk some shit, you would get punched in the mouth, and then they you would just go back to work. You know, somebody come break it up, and you just go back to work. Now, if you if you hurt someone's feelings, you're liable to get marched out out the door. You know, lose your job. That that's another. That's another issue that these young people, because they didn't, they've never had their ass whooped. So that's one of the reasons they act that way. Yep. I mean, if you look at any kind of march or any kind of protest, if people are peacefully protesting, I don't give a damn what they're talking about. You can walk around with a swastika for all I care. But when it comes to you're standing four feet or three inches away from someone's face and you're screaming at them, you're yelling at them. It's like, yeah, you've never been hit in the face. <laughs> exactly. Like you've never had your teeth knocked out. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, and, and I agree. I mean, for myself, it's funny. Um, I had a conversation with another guest on this exact topic, and we were talking about kind of like PTSD. We were talking about a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And for myself, I've never been in any kind of armed services, but I grew up in a very violent area, a very violent city. And I realized that I was suffering from effects of PTSD because literally on a 4th of July when my now wife, when we were just dating, we were in the house watching a movie and a neighbor behind us, because you're not supposed to have fireworks, but everyone has fireworks, like let some fireworks off. And they were, uh, they were the, like, they were like the black cats, the little ones that you light and they pop, 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 pop. And they flash like gunfire. Like literally they threw them over into our, cause we were in a townhouse. They threw them over into our little, backyard area and like these things started going off and i literally flipped i lost my shit like i got down i pulled her down and like we're crawling over uh up the stairs to get to the safe and then like i'm literally walking around outside with a 12 gauge and i'm like and my wife's like what are you doing it was just fireworks i'm like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't and i'm like holy shit (laughs) this is uh this is not a good look. I was like, this is this is how someone gets gunned down by the police. I was like, let me take my ass back in the huh. house. Same thing happened to me, man, with my next-door neighbor. I got a big-ass picture window in the front room, and it was, and I was drinking that night, too. And it was just getting to be bedtime. You know, I had to work the next day. And he, he shot one off, and it, for whatever reason, it went, it was kind of a dud, but it didn't go as high as he wanted it to go, and it kind of flared out right in front of my picture window and popped, like it basically shook the window. And I'm like, I'm just like, all right, what the fuck's going on? So I go outside, and he's standing in my front yard, in the middle of my front yard. So I thought he was like standing in my yard shooting off fireworks, and I'm like, what the fuck you doing? And I started walking towards him. He just kind of started like walking away and kind of, kind of scurrying back to his yard. And I was so pissed off I couldn't sleep. So I took the day off of work the next day, and I waited for him to come out to go to work to find out what the hell was going on. And then, uh, turned out he was trying to pick up, he was trying to pick up the expended firework out of my yard when I when I walked outside, you know. But now they think I'm fucking nuts, so that's the end of that relationship. Pretty much, we don't talk to me, talk to each, <laughs> we don't talk to each other too much. So that's just the way it is. That's funny that the relationship ended because he couldn't just say I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah. Literally, that was, hey, my bad. The firework did this. I was actually trying to do a solid and clean it out. My bad. I'm sorry. Like, I'm yeah. sorry is kind of lost nowadays. And I think it's because people kind of lose that experience with other human beings. And yep. they kind of create this idea in their head about how someone is. And then they don't allow that person to ever get outside of that role that they created in their head. Which is yeah. why I think people throw around the word like, you're racist, you're sexist, you're a chauvinist. They throw those words around so freely, not understanding oh, way too how limiting they are. It's way too freely because, like, who was this guy that was running in California against Newsom, the black guy, Elder? Larry Elder. Larry how, Elder, yeah. How can you – and they're going to call – he was – they were calling him, like, a white supremacist or something, like, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about some – Backward ass shit. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like just because his opinion's different. And if you, and and like the crazy part is people then don't listen to what he's actually saying. It just becomes like muck throwing, like they used to do back in political races. There's no actual like content to what anyone's saying nowadays. You know, I I saw a, a story they did on YouTube where they took quotes from previous presidents. And they played them. I, I think it was primarily Biden and Trump, as well as Clinton was in there as well. They were like, okay, who is this quote from? And then, like, all the most racist shit that was said all came from Joe Biden or Clinton. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. He's the guy that can literally be on TV on a black show and say, well, if you don't vote for me, you sure ain't black. No, <laughs> right. one, no one bats an eye to that, you know? No one thinks that's racist as fuck. That was I. That was only what three or four years ago, but I mean, from that time to now, his it's almost like he was a different person back then because he almost kind of knew what he was talking about. Is he don't know what the hell he's talking about anymore? It's crazy. He's fumbling around. You know, they they had to change the stairway so he'd stop falling. And did you see where he was awarding that one guy with the Medal of Honor and he just kind of walked off and the guy's just standing there like, I felt so bad for that old dude, man. Like, he's just standing there by himself. None of Biden's handlers are helping, you know, trying to help him or tell him what to do. So he's just standing there. I'm like, man. Yeah, And, and something that's supposed to be one of the greatest moments and achievements in this man's life got turned into one of the most awkward situations, you know? Yeah. I, I, I trip out on that because you have that word like racism being tossed around and then you have like uh, the Zelensky in Canada where like they're all given this old war veteran a standing rousing ovation and then he, he fought the Russians in World War II and I guess no one thought well if the Russians were a part of the Allies and this guy was fighting the Russians right. would that make him a Nazi? <laughs> You know? What what about the Azov Battalion? Oh shit, man. <laughs> I mean now they're trying to oh well that now they're trying to change the meaning of what a swastika is. They're they're these lefties are literally fighting they're calling us Nazis, but they're literally fighting for it to happen again. They want the government to be in complete control of us. Which is what how it happened the first time, you know. I agree. Do you happen to to watch any First Amendment auditors on YouTube? Mm, no, not. I don't watch a lot of. Um, like I said, I usually just listen to music out there, but I don't know why that really that popped up. I mean, maybe because of the music I listen to. I listen to like uh, a lot of patriotic music and stuff like that. So I don't know. But it popped up, and I, I, of course, I wanted to watch it and see what he had to say. It was a pretty good interview. So, do you have like when you hit when you do this show? Do you do both like both sides, or like sometimes you have lefties on here, or? Yeah, I have everyone on because the way I look at it is everyone's entitled to their opinion, and like I have, and the good thing is I have all. Well, there's been two or three, but those were. Those people were like ill, like they were they were ill. But oh. most of the time, I've I've never had like a major disagreement. I've never been able to, or not been able to. I've never had to say, well, your opinion shit, and kick someone off the show, <laughs> or anything like that. 
because yeah. like i'm open to it like i mean for me like i have liberal as well as I, excuse me i have left as well as right-leaning ideas it's just when it comes to like government and society i'm very conservative when it comes to if someone wants to to be trans someone wants to be gay you do you i, I don't care i'm not sleeping with you you know yeah you know, like you go do your own thing no i don't but care I, about that either but i do think they should leave it out of the schools and ki- and leave the kids alone until they are old enough to figure it out on their own oh that is a completely different conversation yeah, i yeah. agree like yeah. when it comes to i don't think you should have a drag queen reading the kids just like i don't think you should have strippers reading to kids just like right. i don't think you should have sex workers or adult content creators reading to kids you know whether it's straight or gay I, yeah. that's how i look at that i mean and in terms of if someone wants to wear a dress, I don't give a shit. You're in you're in America. You can wear what you want to wear. I don't agree with it, but yeah. I'm also not going to beat you over the head for it, and I'll stand up for your right to be able to do that. Yeah, that I mean, that's been going on since I was a kid, uh, but we just called them cross-dressers, and I still call them that unless, unless I know for a fact I'm still going to call them a cross-dresser. I mean, that's just the way, I, that's the way it was when I was a kid, and I'm not going to... That's the other thing that I don't like. They're trying to, like, shift language, you know, like they play these word games. Like, like uh, let me think. There's an example. Uh, I can't think of it right now, but the, like I said, the cross-dresser thing turned into tranny or, or transsexual. But they're not really a transsexual unless they go get surgery, you know. Correct. If you just put on a dress you're just a cross-dresser i mean i'm i know that might hurt some people's feelings but that's just a cold hard truth that's the way it is yeah the way i look at it is if you put on a dress let's say you're a guy you put a dress on you're a guy in a dress (laughs) right and you know that's just how i see it like especially like if you look like a dude uh, dave Chappelle did this in one of his stand-ups where he's like there's a guy in a dress who was passing out and he's like, is he okay? And then everyone got mad. And they're like, is she okay? And he's like, well, can you let her know her nuts are hanging out? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the way I look at it is like, if someone like, for example, if someone says, Hey, my name is Joe or Hey, my name is Fox. And you want to be addressed as Fox. I'll address you as Fox. But if you say, my name is Fox and I'm a woman, I'm going to say, well, Fox, I will address you as Fox. I'm not going to acknowledge your male or female. I will just address you as Fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had one of the, we have uh, several, I work at a big plant. I'm a matter of fact, I'm on strike right now. I'm in the UAW. But uh, there was one guy that he worked super close to me, like on the next team. So, but he was kind of goofy and I never really, and he had a mustache when I started working with him. All right. So, next thing you know, they say he's going on vacation for a week, and the union came around. They're like, all right, look, when Jerry comes back, he's going to be Jerry Lynn. And if anybody gives him any shit, there's a good chance you're going to lose your job, you know. And so, I just told him, like, look, I didn't talk to him when he had a mustache, so it doesn't really – it doesn't matter to me because I ain't, I just don't talk to people like that, you know. And if you just mind your own business, and I've had that happen too. Like if I if I don't like somebody, they're like, "Well, how come you talk to these people, but you don't talk to me?" It's like if you got a problem with me minding my own fucking business, I can't help you. And there's no way I'm gonna get in trouble for it either because if you. When it, if it ever comes to that, my God, we've is it's really out of control. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you. Like it's uh it's funny because you didn't talk to him before, and then they're saying, "Well, why don't you talk to him now?" It's like, well, because I didn't talk to him before, right? <laughs> you know, it's, there's he, no 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 rocket science to that. He was one of these guys that was into this. Uh, you go to these parties where you dress up like Star Wars characters. Yeah. And this was when he was still considered, yeah. So, yeah, no, I we don't have anything in, in common. So, you can just stay over there and I'll stay over here. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, and I agree. And and it's sad that that mentality, that mindset is now seen as something that is, you know, now you're being sexist or you're being a bigot or you're trying to exclude someone. When before, the exact same person, regardless of what they called themselves, you didn't associate with them. So, I mean, I, I don't understand why it's like you're kind of placed in a situation to where you're forced to do something if you don't want to do it. Like, you didn't want to do it before, so what makes you want to do it now? Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's the scary part. You know, you get into a point to where if you have your own mindset, you're stoic, you're, you're masculine, you're setting yourself, and you're like, well, this is just something I don't want to do. This is something I don't want to associate with because I don't think we'll have anything in common. If that's your mindset, just like that other person's mindset is they want to wear a dress or they want to be called Jerry Lynn versus Jerry, that's their prerogative, just like it's your prerogative not to associate with them. You're not yeah. out there writing things on their locker or slashing their tires or threatening them with violence. Yeah. You're just ignoring them like you did before. <laughs> you know? But but at the same time, I mean, there's been people that I thought were like super goofy and then they turned out being all right. You know, it's just it's just one of them things, man. Uh, I got to – some people have the personality where – there's certain days I just don't want to talk to anybody, you know, and if, and if I haven't already talked to you before, I'm definitely not going to talk to you today. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, we're all, we're all different. Everybody's different. And, uh, sometimes you don't, you think you won't get along with somebody and you wind up getting along with them. That's just life, man. You know? Agreed. But it's not, at that point, it's not forced on you. Like, right. I, I find it funny that you'll have an agenda that's out there where they say, you know what, you need to be accepting and you need to be all inclusive. And then you say, well, I, I just don't care. Well, we're not going to accept you and we're not going to include you. <laughs> it's like, wait, I, I thought we were talking about being all inclusive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. You're, you're out there right in the middle of it out there. That I, I mean, oh, a sure. lot of, a lot of people are leaving uh, California too now. The sad part, though, is the people that are leaving are just taking that California mindset and they're taking it to places like Austin. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're, it's like they're not going to Austin because they want to incorporate those ideas and values. They're going to Austin to kind of migrate the California mindset there. And then they get mad if someone there doesn't accept their point of view on life. And it's like, well they were there first and this is how they feel already. You, you don't yeah. have to go to there to try to change anyone. Like you I, mentioned, California is in the middle of it. I, uh, I actually, and it's funny cause like my wife and I, West Hollywood's like a, a very big area where it's like a lot of just like gay, like it's open, it's gay, transgender, all that stuff. And we used to go out there cause there was, we used to, we watch UFC fights or we used to go watch UFC fights and there was a bar out there that played the fights. That was a gay bar. But they literally had two for one drinks. They had a huge TV and no one went with no cover because it was UFC fights. <laughs> so, that's weird. I yeah, mean that it good. they would do that at a gay bar. It's kind of I you would I don't know, but so you found it and you took advantage of, is that what you're saying? Yeah, my uh my brother in law is homosexual. He's been okay. with his partner since before uh my wife and I got together. He's a really cool guy. Like you, it's funny. Like I say this, and it comes off wrong, but I don't mean it that way. It's like you'd never know unless you know he told you, <laughs> right? But the way I look at it is, is he's a person. I don't sleep with him. I'm not gonna sleep with him. So he can go do whatever the hell he feels like. You know, yep. like that's he's a cool dude. We click on a bunch of different stuff, and like in terms of going over there, like I've met some of the coolest people over there, who were just nice dudes who were watching the fight and they knew the fight game. So they were down to talk about it. But anytime we went to a bar or anything around where we live or anywhere else that had it, that was like, let's say a straight bar, literally it would be so packed. You're sitting in the back. The food was shitty. And it would be like $12, $13 for a fucking Coors. Yeah. And, like, and I was like, what? And that place, it's called, uh, and it's been years, the Fiesta Cantina. They okay. had margaritas that were two for one. They had beer that was two for one and they had a really good draft selection at least from what i recall and i go there and, and like to me i just did not give a shit because yeah. i'm oh. not like i'm not in that community so 
they can exist and do whatever they feel, whatever they feel like is kind of how I look at it. Hey, I'd go. And I get what you're saying about it. I mean, so these flamboyant gay people, I mean, some of them are, are flamboyant, maybe just naturally from when they were little, you know, like, you know, sometimes little kids, you know, they, they start out that way and they just evolve into that. But I think a lot of them are just way over the top. And it's not, it doesn't just go for gay people, right? So if somebody's being phony, they're being phony. And people don't like that. Especially like, I don't want to just say conservative people because I'll bet there's uh, people on both sides. If you're fake, there's nothing likable about that. And if you're just going over the top and being ridiculous, nobody wants to see that shit, right? Oh, I agree. Uh, So I get what you're saying. Like, if it was these these gay people that were just coming to the club to watch the fight and they're just acting normal and they just happen to be gay. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But, but this, yeah, this, this fake shit is what drives me crazy. Whether you, and it doesn't just go for gay people. I mean, if you're once, I mean, it's like a guy I work with. He, he, he's probably like close to my age. He's in his late forties. And I've caught him lying like three or four times, like trying to impress me about shit. And I'm just like, it's got to the point where everybody just knows I hate him. And now I can't even talk to him. It's like, I can't deal with that. I'm too old to deal with bullshit anymore. I have no time for your bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. I think for myself, I've, I've always been old, even when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think about, um, like, high school for me. I grew up in an area. I grew up, like, a couple blocks from where Rodney King got his ass whooped. Oh, and, shit. Yeah, it's not a great area. But my mom was like, you're not going to go to junior high around here. You're not going to go to high school around here. So she got me bust out to the school. Like, Cleveland it was a school that was in Reseda. Like, down the street, they filmed, like, Karate Kid. And now they do Cobra Kai over there. So <laughs> to me, it was a completely different atmosphere. Like, I remember being there and meeting the first Armenian I had ever met. And I was like, well, aren't you just white? Like, what are uh-huh. you? And then, like, having that culture shock. And then seeing the kids over there that were, like, from these affluent areas. And, like, they were trying to pretend or play to be gangster. And I'm like, you just don't understand the severity of the shit you're doing. Right. You're coming here, you're wearing all red or you're wearing all blue and... You know, you're crip walking or you're blood walking because it's cool and it's trendy. It's what people are doing. It's like that shit will get you killed. And it's yeah. like, I, so I can't relate to a person that does that because it's like one, I, I, I never lived it because I've always seen gangbanging as a nonprofit organization, but I grew up seeing it and understanding the repercussions of doing it. So to see other people playing it, it's like putting on a clown suit. And that's, yeah. I, I kind of liken that to the, when someone, if someone's flamboyant because that's how they've always been, then hey, be you, just be respectful. Right. And if someone is being flamboyant because they're kind of putting on a caricature of a woman and like acting like it because they think that this is what's cool or what's what's hip or what's popular, that I don't agree with because I don't agree with fake people in general, regardless of what they do in the bedroom. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. I was trying to think of a like a an example of. You know, a flamboyant gay person on the right side, which, you know, like you said, somebody that's acting like they're uh, a gangbanger, but then if they actually got in the middle of it, they'd, you know, curl up in a, in the fetal position. Yeah, yeah some that's exact exactly what I was talking about. I was trying to think of another good example, but yeah, that too. I mean, any anything fake is just we don't have time for the bullshit. You know what I mean? I agree. I do actually have a, an example of a guy that's conservative and super flamboyant. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos. You familiar with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got himself in trouble, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, like, this is a gay man who's conservative, which is fine. But this is a gay man who's married who then claims, well, I've prayed away the gay and I'm no longer gay. But he's still married to a man. And apparently they don't have sex or they don't kiss or show any affection to each other. They're just married now. And it's like, to me, it's like, 
if you're gonna present bullshit to me, you don't need to package it and tell me that it's a gift. Yeah, it's just yeah. bullshit, you know? Yeah, basically the money was running out. So he yep. had to he had to, he had to come back crawling and and try to find a way to, to get back to that money source that he had. And I don't think it's gonna ever gonna get back to where it was, but he's 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 giving it a shot anyway, you know. And this is a guy who like does have issues with drugs. He does have issues with over drinking, because he's out. He's getting into fights. It's like the the Nick Fuentes guy, who claims to be a he claims to be a white nationalist. And it's like, but you hang around with Kanye West and you hang around with like all these black guys. You're on these shows, and you're gonna tell me you're a white nationalist? It's like you can have pride in your culture. Like you should. Like everyone should have pride in their culture, and it shouldn't be a bad word to say you have white pride but it's like if you're gonna sit here and you're gonna promote these ideas that you obviously don't believe in you're just saying it because there's money to be made like that's bullshit to me and like i i just don't agree with that at all right and i hate to keep bringing up ice cube but like i said i just watched it last night but it's but it's like he brought up a good point where he said some of the some of the people that i can't stand in my life are black and some of my favorite people are white. It just comes down to comes down to who you click with. You know what I mean? And that's so true. And these people on the on the right are doing this uh what do you call it? Identity politics just as bad as the other side is. You know what I mean? So because they're all from the same tree. Like when yeah. it comes to politics, it's like you have one person promoting a message and another person promoting the opposite message. They ignore everything in between and they just kind of create these two tribes. That's why yeah. I think anytime it becomes like an organization to where it's, you know, propped up or they're starting to get paid and make money, it just becomes fake. Because even if like uh, the Proud Boys, for example, when the Proud Boys were first forming and the three percenters and the Oath Keepers, I was like, okay, we have a lot in line. We're, we're kind of on point. And then once the money started getting involved and you had people wearing these costumes of like they're dressing up in their I got my fatigues on or I got my vest on. And it's like now we're at a point to where like, OK, you guys are starting to bullshit. Yeah. And then, uh-huh. you know, and then like that's the part that it's like now it's like what you were about. It's like, was that something that was real or were you an organization that was created in order to just keep? putting in that divide between the American people and populace and thinking that we all hate each other. Yeah. No, I actually got involved in some of that up, up, up around this area. And, you know, some of them were cool and some of them were just fucking idiots. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just like any other group, man. Uh, I don't, I only talked to a couple of them now and I ain't got no uh, association with any of them. But I, when they first came around, I'm like, all right, I like drinking. I like fighting. It sounds like, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. No, it's like you have that. I'm more of a lone wolf, man. I just I just try to stay. To, when, when, once you start getting involved in some of these groups, man, you can get carried away just like what we were talking about earlier. So it's just better to. You got to tiptoe into it and figure out what's what. Agreed. It's funny. Uh, I know we're we're at the one hour mark, so we'll get ready to wrap it up. But I'll I'll end it with this. Uh, actually, I'll say my last piece, and then I'll hear yours. The funny thing is, for me, the the journey to becoming more masculine or to or to accept my masculinity without being worried about what anyone else was going to say or think, that really started for me tremendously when my wife and I started talking about having a child and then now that we have a child it's a major reason that I'm actually doing this podcast to have these conversations because I'm hoping that these this conversation can reach one person that can make them say you know what well maybe that side isn't all bad maybe I should be a little bit more open to hearing what they're saying because there are people over there that are willing to hear what I'm saying because I want this world to be a little bit just a little bit better for my child by the time he gets older versus looking at this rabbit hole that it's going down now. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I just really hope we get to a point to where masculine, feminine, whatever people can just be people and people accept other people for their beliefs. As long as it's not harming or infringing on anyone else. 
Yeah, that's a good point, man. The uh, the infringing part, I, th- I feel like that goes on. I don't like getting political and stuff, but the infringing part is a lot less coming from the right side. But, I mean, it does in some areas like, like abortion and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, if you look a little deeper into it, you find out about how shady Planned Parenthood is, but that's a whole nother episode. But I mean, you know, if, if you, you start, ever do that episode, count me in Margaret Sanger and her eugenics policies and politics. And you know, please, Bill, you, ever do that, uh, you know, Bill Gates' dad was a big part of Planned Parenthood. Very large part. Yeah. Very large investor too. Yes. And, he, and who continues to champion it? Bill Gates. Oh yeah. Depopulation. That's yeah. what it's. I've talked about him so many times. Uh, on so many episodes, it's kind of a joke between me and Julio because I was trying to talk because I was deployed to Haiti and I talk about Haiti way too much, and I talk about Werner von Braun way too much. Now it's getting to be Bill Gates. I talk about a lot too, so it's like kind of a joke where uh, he kind of tells me to stop talking about this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. Yeah. He probably doesn't want that house falling down on him. That's why. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, this but, it's uh, funny because it's scary when it comes to those guys. I think I am going to air this one. So just to make sure that my listeners heard heard what your show was one more time. Oh, for sure. Uh, my name's Larry. The show that I do is called Civil Rhetoric. The entire point of the show is to have an open discussion civilly. Whether we agree or disagree, we can both agree that we're all human. And that, I mean, that gives us an opportunity for understanding. I don't need to accept what someone else does, but I think it's nice to understand what someone else does. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was yeah. it was a good talk. No, I agree. And Fox, do you have anything you want to plug? Plug your show, any socials, anything like that? Oh, yeah, we, we're just uh, conspiracy soldiers about anywhere you can find podcasts. Um and we're on Instagram as Conspiracy Soldiers. I'm not going to do my email and all that because it's not really necessary. If somebody wants to listen, they can listen once or twice if they like it, and that's about it. So I, I got you. And anyone looking to find me, you can find all my information at xiozen.com. That's chosen, spelled xiozen.com. All the information's there. Everything I have from homesteading to crafting as well as DIY projects if you need help in figuring out how to how to fix something at the house or how to build something at the house. Oh. I'll have it all there. That's cool. Yeah. I think you might've sent me something then and I didn't even know it was you at XIOs. And I didn't, did you email me something that sounds so familiar? Uh, the, you might've actually got it. Cause on the webs on the actual Reddit post, uh-huh. I put XIOZEN. And then also when I emailed you, it's from Larry at XIOZEN.com. So oh, Larry okay. At all right, long as I didn't miss it. No, 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 you got it, brother. All right, cool, man. This was a good one. Um, I agree. Yeah, have conversation. Yeah, we'll get back together again, maybe one of these yeah. times. Definitely looking forward to linking up, especially if you go over the Planned Parenthood stuff. Because, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, when you talk about it, it's scary. Right. We can plan that out then for the future, maybe a couple weeks out or something like that. Yeah, you let me know. Uh, I'm still working from home ever since the whole 2020 debacle. Oh, so, man, I, mean, I... I, can say, I can make time. All right, man, cool. Have All a right, good one. You have a good rest of your morning. You too, thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.